Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recording started. Alexa, turn off gospel music. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not, Heavenly Father, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do pray that you all are blessed and highly favored wherever you are hearing these words. This is the day, my brother and my sister, that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Saints, we're going to take a look today at one of my favorite portions of scripture in the book of Romans chapter 5 with a special focus on verse 3. Romans chapter 5 special focus on verse 3. The Apostle Paul writes to us, not only so, but we also glory or rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Praise the living God. We're going to work from a theme this morning. Suffering produces perseverance. Suffering produces perseverance. 
Once again, let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, thank you, Heavenly Father, for this another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for your patience, your grace, your mercy, your long-suffering, your forbearance. Thank you, Father, for food, clothing, shelter, so many things that you do to us, through us, and for us. We give your name, Father, all glory, all honor, and all praise. We humbly ask again, Heavenly Father, that you forgive us of anything we have said, done, purposed, or planned that was not pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue leading us, continue guiding us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. We appreciate you this morning, Father. You have loved us more than we love you. You have loved us with a greater love than what we have displayed toward one another. We ask Heavenly Father that you continue to have mercy upon us, your little children. As we study to show ourselves approved unto you, we pray Heavenly Father that you will speak to us, speak through us, speak for us your words of wisdom, knowledge, understanding that your people in the four corners of the earth may be blessed, edified, uplifted. It's your name, Heavenly Father, which is above every other name will gain all glory, all honor, and all praise. Thank you, Father, in advance. We are trusting that you are going to do these things for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed that God's people say, Amen. Suffering produces perseverance. As we look at Paul's writings to the church in Rome, verses 1 through 11. The Apostle Paul shares with us some very important foundationary blocks to our Christianity. Understand, my brother and my sister, that anything that is built up, it has to have a foundation. God has laid the foundation of the church on the apostles and the prophets. If it is built up, it has to have a foundation. Well, understand that our reinstatement with God, our reconnection with God, it has a foundation. 
Paul writes in verse one, that since we have been justified through faith, this peace that we now have with God, this relationship, this reconnection, this ability to hear God, all of this is built on the foundation of faith. This is why faith is so important in your life and faith is so important in my life. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me now as I am sharing these words and he's telling me to tell you all that without faith, it is impossible to please God. In other words, without faith, there is nothing you can say. There is nothing you can do. God says there's nothing you can offer. There's nothing you can present. There's nothing, no sacrifice, no, without faith. Faith is the foundation of our walk with God. Faith is the foundation of our reconnection with God. Paul writes that since we have been justified, watch this, we cannot even be justified by God. We cannot even be declared not guilty by God unless it is built on the foundationary blocks of faith. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may our foundation, may our faith be strong. Any building, any structure that has a weak foundation is destined to fall. See, this is why some buildings collapse. This is why sometimes people fall down. Their their leg gave out, their knee gave out. In other words, what was their foundation was not secure. My prayer for each of us, may our foundation be strong. May our faith be strong. Faith is the foundation. Now, you know, we can have a strong foundation. Paul said it like this to the Corinthian church. We can build on it using wood, hay, and stubble, or we can build on it using gold, silver, and precious stones. You say, apostle, what does that mean? That means that even though our faith is in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten son, the risen savior, How you and I build on our faith will depend on us. Are you building on your faith in Christ with sound doctrine or are you building on your faith in Jesus Christ with false doctrine? My prayer for each of us. May we build on the solid foundation with solid building materials. In other words, may we build on our faith with gold, silver, and precious stones. May we build on our faith in Jesus Christ with sound doctrine. See, there are many Christians that have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They have accepted that solid foundation but now are building on it with nonsensical preaching, nonsensical teaching, nonsensical doctrine, solid foundation, weak building materials. God wants you and I to have a solid foundation and solid building materials. Solid building materials are is sound doctrine. 
in your life, sound doctrine in your marriage, sound doctrine in your ministry. Am I a prayer for you? My prayer for me. May this solid foundation that God has given to us, may we build on it with solid building materials, gold, silver, precious stone, and not with wood, hay, and stubble. Praise the living God. Perseverance produces. Now, Paul talks about how we've been justified through our faith. Now we have this peace with God through the faith that we have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, through whom? Now, through Christ, we, we, we as we look at all the things or many of the things that are manifested in our lives through our faith in Christ. That's very important because, see, it's one thing to have great things, and it's another thing to know that you have great things. My prayer for you, my prayer for me is not just that we will have great things, but that we will know what we possess. See, what Paul is trying to do here is let the saints know more about, more completely about what they possess in Christ. Well, we what do we see in Christ? You know, what has, what has this faith produced in us? Now that we have faith in Christ, all right? Paul says, look, there are some things that go along with that faith in Jesus Christ that you may not know, that you may not be aware of. God wants us aware of what we have in Christ. Jesus said it like this, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Jesus wants you and I to learn of him. Don't just have him. Don't just uh, confess him. Don't just believe in him. Uh -uh. God says, study me. Find out what you have through me. Find out my promises. Find out my blessings. Find out. The apostle Paul writes that, all right, we have been justified through faith in Christ. All right. So our faith in Christ has provided you and I with a justification. You say, what does that mean, apostle? That means that even though we still sin every day, every one of us, Bible says that if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself and the truth is not in him. Whether it was Moses, David, uh, Joshua, all the great patriarchs, God said, what you do is you sin. Now, but now that we have faith in Jesus Christ, we are justified. In other words, even with our sins and our shortcomings and our faults and our failures, God is looking at us in essence and saying, not guilty. Justified. See, not that we have not done wrong, not that we are not doing wrong, not that we won't do wrong, but God has, just, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, God has justified you and justified me. My prayer for every soul that is hearing these teachings. 
may you and I be more aware of what we have in Christ. Our faith in Christ has has God had God had. Do you understand what salvation is, my brother and my sister? Salvation is when Satan, who was at the center of our being before we were saved, was moved out with all of his lies, with all of his deceit, with all of his manipulation. Satan had to move out. And now God has moved into our hearts. God is living inside of you, my brother, inside of me. And now that God is living inside of us, he wants us to learn about this surpassingly great power that is at work within you and within me. Paul says we've been justified. Paul says your faith in Christ. Paul says you accepting that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son, that he lived, bled, suffered and died, rose again from the dead, ascended on high and is coming again. You have accepted that, Paul said, let me tell you something. Since you have accepted Jesus Christ through faith, by faith, you are now justified. You are now declared not guilty by God. Even though we sin, even though we're going to sin, God is saying not guilty. The judge saying not guilty and the individual being not guilty may be two different things. In other words, you know, I can think of a case here in the United States. I don't want to give any names because it is still a source of contention among many individual, a very popular, very prominent individual here in the United States was accused of murder. Most everyone that had any sense knew that he committed the murder, but when the proceedings and all of the court antics and different things were completed, the judge pronounced him not guilty. Now, most people in the, many people in the country were very upset because many people believed that he was in fact guilty of the crime, but the judge pronounced him not guilty. Well, my brother, well, my sister, that's much how it is with you and I in regards to Christ. You know, God in essence has our faith in Christ has caused God to look at us with all of our sins, with all of our shortcomings, with all of our flaws and bad things we do, bad things we think, bad things we say. And God has looked at us and said, not guilty. In spite of the fact that we do some of the same thing that unbelievers do every day, because we have faith in Christ, the Bible says we have been justified. I thank God this morning for each of you. I thank God for justification. We have been justified by God. Our faith in Christ, God has now justified us. Do we sin? Yes. Do we make mistakes? Yes. Do we error? Yes. But God is saying justified. Your faith in Christ has caused you, has caused me to be justified. We thank God today for justification. I don't know who God has me speaking to. 
this morning. But we are to thank God on a daily basis because God has justified us. We are not perfect. We, we, what the Bible says, we all stumble in many ways. You know, if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself. The truth is not, we stumble, we sin, we fall. God says, yes, Robert, yes, you do. I'm like, Lord, do I, do I be sinning? Lord says, yes, Robert, every day you do something that I'm not pleased with. But God says, I have your faith in Jesus Christ has caused me to justify you. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today, but I want to encourage you, child of God. You are justified. You say, Apostle, I still have weaknesses. I still make mistakes. And I still you have been justified, my brother. You have been justified, my sister. We look at what the Bible says. Never mind. What I'm saying to you, just look at the word of God. We have been justified. Well, how are we justified? How do we get justified? But through faith, through faith. So we see that one thing that when we have faith in Jesus Christ, one thing we receive justification. Number two, we have peace with God. God is at peace with us. All God is basically saying is to humanity, place your faith in my only begotten son, Jesus Christ. If you and I place our faith in God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ, God said, I got peace with you. If you don't place your faith in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten son, God is at war with you. My question is to you, my brother and my sister, would you rather have peace with God or whether would you rather be at war with God? We have peace with God through what? Here we are again. Our Lord, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this, verse two. So, so, so we understand one, we have justification. Two, we have peace with God. Our faith in Jesus Christ has brought us justification, has brought us peace with, peace with God. Verse two, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace. Third thing that that faith in Jesus Christ will do for you and do for me is that it will give us access to God's grace. You say, Apostle, what is God's grace? God's grace is God's unmerited favor. In other words, God doing things for you and God doing things for me that we don't even deserve. So when we have faith in Jesus Christ, we get justified. We get peace with God. We get access to his grace. And now we are standing. I would much rather be standing in this life. Having been justified of my sins having peace with God and having access to his grace, then be trying to stand and go through this life and has not been justified, not having peace with God, not standing in his grace. The choice is yours, my brother. The choice is yours, my sister. Because we have accepted Jesus Christ, we've been justified. We have peace with God. 
We have access to his grace, access to his unmerited favor, God doing good things for you and for me that we don't even deserve unmerited favor. We haven't even worked for it. We haven't. God is just blessing us with goodies. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we stand strong in faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so we can be justified, so we can have peace with God, so that we have access to his grace. And Paul says, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, Paul said, look, not only so, Paul said, not only these things here, but this faith in Jesus Christ allows us to be able to rejoice in our suffering. See, now this is the one that blows a lot of people's mind, blows a lot of unsaved people's mind, blows a lot of babes in Christ's mind, because they don't understand this. Our faith in Jesus Christ is now allowing you and me to be able to rejoice in our suffering. I mean, we are going through, we may be going through a very difficult hardship, very difficult trial, and we can rejoice. We can glory, the New International Version is saying, in our sufferings. Now, the carnal mind does not understand this. This is not teaching and revelation for the carnal mind. This is teaching and revelation for the spiritual mind. God is telling us that we can rejoice. We can glory in our suffering. God said, look, I know you don't like the situation. You can rejoice. You can glory in it. I know the situation hurts you or the situation is painful. God says you can rejoice. You and I can glory in our suffering. You, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I'm suffering and you want me to rejoice? Y'all, God says that is exactly right. You mean to tell me, Lord, I'm suffering and you want me to glory in it? God said that's exactly right. Our faith in oh, this is only this is only possible if you have faith in Jesus Christ. So let us look at some of the things that our faith in Jesus Christ has made available for you and for me. Faith in Jesus Christ has caused God to justify us. Faith in Jesus Christ has caused you and I to have peace with God. Faith in Jesus Christ has caused you and I to gain access into this grace. Faith in Jesus Christ allows you and I to boast in the hope of the glory of God. Faith in Jesus Christ has allowed you and I to glory or to rejoice in our sufferings. Why? Why are we a how how are we able to glory? How are we able to rejoice when we are suffering, when we are hurting, when we are going through trial and tribulation? How in the world are you how can we rejoice? How in the world can we glory? God says, because we know something. We know something now that we are in Christ that the world does not know. We know something. God, listen, one of the things God does for us, his little children, is he tells us secrets. Secrets that have been hidden, the Bible says, from the wise and learned, and God reveals them to us, his little children. These things that I'm sharing with you all today, these are secrets from the unsaved world. They don't understand any of this because they don't have any of this. But you and I who have faith in Jesus Christ, 
we possess all of these things. Now, God wants us to know. God wants us to know the secret. The world doesn't know the secret. The world doesn't know the secret of keeping their eternal soul out of hell. That's why they get sent. Because they don't know the secret. But you and I know as children of God, as Christians, Romans 10, 9 and 10, confess with those of us who have confessed with our mouth and believed in our heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead shall be saved. You and I know the secret to staying out of hell. You and I, children of God, we know the secret to keeping our eternal souls out of hell forever. The world doesn't know that secret. So understand the difference between unsaved and saved is we know secrets. We know secrets that God has revealed to his little children that he has not revealed to the unsaved world. We ought to thank God this morning. We ought to thank God that God has let us know some secrets, that God has revealed and, and shared with us secrets that he has not shared with everybody else. All of these things that I have shared with you all day, understanding that suffering produces perseverance, that's a secret. Shh, shh, children of God, shh. This is for the children of God that are listening. If you're looking at me, if you're watching this broadcast, I don't know whether you're on Facebook, I don't know whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on TalkShoe, LinkedIn, this is a secret. Shh. Suffering produces perseverance. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that the suffering that you and I are passing through, God knows it hurts just like we know it hurts. God says, Robert, I'm not crazy. I know it hurts. But it is producing that suffering, God says, that either I'm taking you through or I'm allowing you to go through. God says, I know that it is producing something in you. It is producing perseverance. You say, Apostle, what is perseverance? Perseverance is that ability to keep on fighting. Even though it's difficult, even though you're tired, even though you're hurting, even though you're going through, even though you want to quit, God is developing the suffering that you and I are passing through is developing inside of us perseverance. Now, the Lord is bringing in my spirit now my beautiful brothers and sisters in the great country of Pakistan. I had an opportunity to worship with maybe about 30 of our churches and saints and wonderful people of God in about 25 days this past August. And in my mind, and I've told many of our Pakistani brothers and sisters this while I was there and had the privilege of worshiping with them those 25 days. I told them, I said, you all are the toughest people I have ever met. Many of them were looking at me like, Apostle, well, what do you mean? Why do you say that? Number one, the heat 
was of such a magnitude there, I could not believe it. The heat that I'd, I've been to many countries throughout the world, many countries all over Africa, many countries all over Europe, all over China, all over India, all over North America. I never felt heat like I felt in Pakistan. It was like a heat. I, I was like, Lord, is this what hell is like? Lord, said, no, Robert, hell is much worse. But I was like, Lord, my gosh, the heat, number one. Many of our Pakistani brothers, Pakistani sisters, they push on in spite of the heat. Number two, the flies. I had never seen flies like I had seen in Pakistan. I was like, what is this? Is this a... Uh, this is like a biblical plague or something. All these flies. Our Pakistani brothers push on in the name of Jesus. Number three, Christians make up 1% of the population in Pakistan. It's The country is called the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. 98, 99% Muslims and these Christians have still chosen to worship God and to follow God. I, I, I would tell them constantly and continuous. I say, children of God, you all are the toughest people I have ever met in my life. What was I seeing in our Pakistani brothers and our Pakistani sisters? Perseverance that was forged by suffering. See, many of us want perseverance, but many of us don't want to suffer in order to receive it. See, many of us will cry against suffering and cry out for the Lord to, to make it easier, make it better, stop. But we don't, many of us don't even realize that it is the suffering that you and I are experiencing that is producing perseverance. See, God wants to produce perseverance inside of you. God wants to produce perseverance inside of me. God wants to produce that characteristic to keep on fighting, even though it hurts, and to keep on pushing, and to keep on striving, and to keep just keep on. See, that comes from suffering. That perseverance that God wants it comes from suffering. Suffering, not comfort, not ease. You know, I I think oftentimes about the difference in many of my experiences when I'm here at the Christian Center Church worldwide and when I'm out during missionary uh, work in many countries throughout the world. And it's like night and day here for the most part, comfortable, climate control, lights, cool, juice, drinking water, refrigerator, ease, comfort. I, but oftentimes when I get out, different countries around the world, have to experience, you know, a very difficult, a very trying, very challenging time. Well, what God is letting me know is, Robert, it's not discomfort 
and ease and and nicety and finery that is producing perseverance in you. God says it's the suffering. See, understand my brother and my sister that God is allowing. God is even at times taking us through difficulties, hardships, trials, pains, because he wants to produce that perseverance inside of you and inside of me. Suffering. See? Suffering produces perseverance. So this is one of the reasons, my brother and my sister, why God, well, if you ever see people that are really blessed by God, you are seeing you have seen some people that have really suffered. People God's blessings suffering is foundation. Many of us want to be blessed, but many of us don't want to suffer. And God is sitting back saying, how am I going to bless you like I want to unless you pass through this suffering? Now, what the Lord is flashing to my to my spirit and having me to share with you all. In this life, we'll go through primarily three stages in most anything that we are involved with. There is our Egypt phase. It's a phase of, of, of suffering and hardship. There is our wilderness phase. It's a phase, too, of suffering and hardship, but it's a, it's a phase of preparation and you and I getting very close to the blessings of God and what God has for us. And then there is our promised land phase. Promised land phase is where God wants us to be, a land flowing with milk and honey promised land phase for you and for me is the marriage that God wants us to have. It's the job that God wants us to have. It's the ministry. When we get in our promised land phases, this is where we are where God wants us to be. We are enjoying the blessing that God wants us to enjoy. Now, in anything that we are in, anything that we are doing, we are either in our Egypt, we are in our wilderness or we are in our promised land. See. Now, we can spend more time in Egypt or less time, depending on how we behave. See, Israelites ended up having to spend more time in Egypt because they didn't behave right. Some of us have to spend more time in suffering then God was planning because we didn't behave right. Our wilderness phase, we can spend a little time or we can spend a lot of time. The Israelites ended up having to spend 40 years in the wilderness because they didn't want to believe God. They didn't accept what God said and they were only supposed to spend about four days. But then the promised land. God has a promised land for you. God has a promised land for me. Promised land for us represents where God wants us to be. Represent the blessing that God has for you and has for me. But we have to pass through the wilderness. Suffering. This is one of the reasons God left the Israelites and led the Israelites around in 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 the desert. They were tested. They were suffering. They, God was getting them ready for the promised land. 
some of you all that I'm, I'm preaching to right now. God is getting some of us ready for our promised land. Some of us are going through suffering. Some of us are in places of suffering, in places of hardship. What God is doing, he's getting you ready for your promised land. Suffering produces perseverance. God said, look, you need to perseverance so that you can stay in your promised land. Don't keep crying about the suffering. Let the suffering prepare you. And the Lord is saying that to me this morning. Don't quit crying about the suffering. I'm you. God says, I'm using the suffering to prepare you for your promised land. You know, suffering produces perseverance. What is perseverance? The ability to keep on going. It's difficult. Keep on going. People are not with me. God says, keep on going. People are against me. God says, keep on going. People don't believe in me. God said, keep on going. People won't support me. God said, keep on going. <laughs> keep on going. Keep on going. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to this morning. I want to encourage you, child of God, keep on going. With what God told you to do and, and where God told you to go, keep on going. You know, God rewards our perseverance. But the only way we can get perseverance is by suffering. So you and I have to suffer to get perseverance. Then we have to suffer to keep perseverance. Keep on going. You say, Pastor, what is perseverance? Perseverance is that ability to keep on going. People with you, keep on going. Against you, keep on going. Friends of many, keep on going. Friends of few, keep on going. Many, many people following you, keep on going. People stop following you, keep on going. What, what you and I, what's constant for you and I, you know, is that we keep on going with Christ. The Bible says keep step with the spirit of God. See, scenery, environment, people may change up. You, what you and I do is we keep on with the spirit of God. My prayer for you, my prayer for me at the end of the day, at the end of our life, in this life we find ourselves in, that we will, we will be in step with the spirit of God. Friends have come and gone. Congregation members have been with us, against us. Enemies have done it. May we keep step with the Spirit of God. The Bible says that they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we be led by the Spirit of the Most High God. Well, children of God, suffering produces. So don't don't just think that the suffering that you're going through, because we're all suffering something. You know, some people suffering sickness, some people suffering loss or lack of money, some people suffering pain. We are all listen, we are all suffering something. Don't let any Job said it like this. Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Every one of us as children of God, is suffering something. 
but the perseverance that God has developed and is developing in you and me says, keep on going. Keep on going. In spite of the pain, in spite of the suffering, in spite of the, keep on going, keep on pushing, keep on fighting. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Suffering produces that. Sometimes very, very bad things in life produce very, very good things. Suffering is painful. Suffering, it hurts. Suffering is uncomfortable, but it produces perseverance. Perseverance is very comfortable. Perseverance is very uh, sweet, but it was produced by something very, very difficult. The suffering that you and I are experiencing in our life is producing something very worthwhile in our life. Suffering produces perseverance. You need perseverance, my brother. I need perseverance that we may stand against the wiles of the devil. See, the devil is persevering. He keep right on. The Bible says the devil comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. So the devil is coming at you and coming at me every day to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's persevering. So God is saying my children need perseverance to fight the good fight of faith. You need perseverance if you're going to win against the devil. I need perseverance. God said what you do is you need it. I'm like, Lord, why? You need it so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. You need it so that you can be victorious over the devil and his angels. Perseverance. Suffering. Suffering is what God said. I got I to gotta, I gotta cause you to suffer sometime. I got to allow you to suffer. So you can develop this perseverance so that you can win against Satan. You and I cannot win against Satan and the devil and his angels if we don't have perseverance. Some Christians, I listen to some Christians sometimes. I just look at them and just wonder what book are they studying out of? We need perseverance so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. Why do you think, now I'll just use the American military as an example. The Lord just flashed this in my spirit very quickly. They don't just take young men and young women off the street and just give them a gun and say, go, go to war. Why? Because they'd get killed like that. What they do is they take these young men and young women through boot camp. Six or nine weeks of very intense training, making them run for miles and miles and miles, making them carry very heavy equipment, uh, teaching them how to shoot with their gun. And they, they take them through boot camp. To build up their endurance. They take them through suffering. To build up their endurance. So that when they get in the war. They are able to stand. Well God has you and I. 
as his children going through a spiritual boot camp. God, listen, children of God, whether you and I see this war with Satan and his angels or not, God sees it. And he knows that if we're going to be good soldiers of his, if we're going to be good soldiers in the army of the Lord, we've got to suffer. And that suffering that you and I pass through has got to produce in us perseverance. I'm seeing that from today, there are some of us under the sound of my voice that are going to stop complaining about suffering. And realize that suffering is a necessary part of your development as a Christian. What kind of Christian do you think you're going to be without suffering? What kind of Christian am I going to be without suffering? I'll tell you what kind of sorry one. So God allows us to suffer. So that that suffering can produce perseverance. Perseverance produces character. So you say, Apostle, why do we need perseverance? That's because God wants you and I to have the character of Christ. And it's only through suffering that we can get the perseverance, and it's only through the perseverance that we can get the character of Christ. It's just like steps in your house. You got to step on step one, then step two, then you got to step on step two, then you got to step on step three, then you got to step on step four. If you can't, you can't just be skipping steps. You can't just go from the ground into your house when there are 10 steps there. You can't just jump up into your house. No, you have to go through the steps. Well, God makes you and I go through the steps. Suffer. God, start start you and I off right off the top. Suffering. People wonder, why am I going through this? Why am I going? God, so that's, that's how I start. All these other blessings that I have for you, start by suffering. Suffer first. Right off the top, suffer. Suffering. Why? Because God said, first thing I got to produce in you is perseverance. That's first thing. You just got to suffer so I can get some perseverance. God said, without perseverance, I, I, can't, I can't do like I want to do with you. Suffer. So God will throw us in a hot, hot water <laughs> of suffering. You know, I'm thinking about certain foods, you know, that we eat and different things that maybe have grown in the garden or whatever. First thing you do, bring them in and boil them. Certain, certain you got to boil them. Hot, hot water. That's what, in essence, God does with us. Throw us right in suffering. First, then perseverance is developed. Then the perseverance develops the character that God wants then the character that God wants develops the hope in us that God wants. Then the hope in us that God wants will not disappoint us. But first thing, God said, first thing, suffer. Even though Jesus Christ was the son of God, the Bible says he learned obedience by what he suffered. Now, you got a lot of these false preachers and false apostles and false pastors preaching this nonsensical lies that your suffering is over and a lot of you love that kind of nonsense and God is sitting back saying nonsense suffering produces 
suffering produces perseverance. A lot of that, a lot of that kind of preaching is either by individuals that have not studied God's word or are just deliberately lying to God's people. Because God uses suffering in your life and in my life to produce perseverance. And you and I need perseverance to develop the character of Christ. What God is interested is he's interested in you and me developing the character of Christ. He knows it hurts. He knows it's not comfortable. He knows it's not. He knows. He knows everything. God knows everything. So I want to encourage you today, my brother. Encourage you today, my sister. Don't look down on your suffering. Look at yourself and say, ah, okay, God is developing something in me. Okay, okay, God, God is developing his perseverance in me. I'm not just suffering for nothing. You are not just suffering for nothing. We are suffering because God is developing something inside of you and me. Well, children of God, like my bishop used to say 40 years ago, that's the message. That's the message. Suffering produces perseverance. That's the message. Alexa, turn on Christian gospel music. Christian gospel music, playing now on Amazon Music. All the praise belongs to God. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship. One accord now. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God bless you, children of God. Have a good day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.